Welcome to Money Talks with me, Gerald, Mr. G. Mwandiambira. And today we're going to be discussing a topic which many of us have heard about a lot of the time spoken and we might not even understand what it all means. And it's a term which is used loosely and quite frequently in the wealth fraternity or in investment fraternity. And it's really the term generational wealth or sometimes um, simply referred to as intergenerational wealth. We need to understand what intergenerational wealth is or generational wealth is because it is for, for many people the reason why they actually get out to save and invest and start creating that whole thing we call wealth. And remember, wealth is not necessarily monetary. Um, the currency of wealth is time. So when you have created time, you've essentially bought, or rather, when you have created wealth, you've essentially bought time, which is why you have certain generations who are born and never need to work because the wealth generated in previous generations has bought the time and they don't need to work. So today we'll be covering on Money Talks the topic of intergenerational wealth. Now, to get started on intergenerational wealth, we probably need to use an example that is closer to home, um, closer to home, and that's really an African example so that we understand what wealth is. Um, in many cultures, they still use similar um, strategies to create wealth, um, but in the African context, we go way back. Um, we used to have what we would call a commonwealth system and that commonwealth system was that everybody was staying in the same village and we all kept um, our wealth together that's why it's called the commonwealth the cattle were kept together the sheep the the chickens um, the crops were in the granary and essentially from birth till death you our purpose was to increase that wealth and sometimes that wealth was increased through marriage and sometimes that wealth was also spent on things like marriage or death etc so essentially we created a bank which was belonged to the family so when young men got married they essentially took cattle um, from the family bank and when young ladies got married um, cattle came in and that's how wealth was joined and kept going so essentially what this meant was that from one generation to the next there was always that currency of exchange be it crops be it wealth be it animals which allowed um, wealth to grow and over several generations a family would actually get wealthier because the crops would be um, plentiful in some years and would accumulate and also the livestock would always continue to regenerate and breed and that is what intergenerational wealth is it's intergenerational wealth is simply the concept which really explains how one can be born into money how one can be born into assets, how one can be born into things. And for many of us, we haven't experienced 
this intergenerational wealth transfer um, but really because of colonialism slavery we all know that certain countries have enjoyed um, intergenerational wealth created from the sweat of slavery and colonialism and it's difficult for Africans to start doing the same thing in Africa but really we're here to give each other the tools and the formula for us to start creating our own intergenerational wealth. So now that we understand how intergenerational wealth is created, we'll also start to already start seeing that in some cultures, the, the whole process and the whole theory of intergenerational wealth has never been lost. Um, in, in certain cultures, you still have um, families maintaining that wealth transfer structure through careful marriage, through careful management of the family wealth, and really, you know, that's what intergenerational wealth is because in many um, modern families, instead of a granary or crops or livestock, they create a family trust which essentially replaces, um, you know, the, the, the cattle crawl or, or, the, vegetable, or the vegetable gardens and, and the storage of grain. And this trust houses all the family wealth and simply gets it transferred from one generation to and the next generation so it's basically a system whereby wealth is passed down from one generation to the next and are you able to currently leave something behind for your children or your grandchildren born or unborn are you contributing to the generational growth of your family and wealth as we understand it can take many different functions i think it's not important to get bogged down in terms of um, what assets you hold and by assets we're simply saying the types of wealth so remember in the african example of the commonwealth you had the goats you had the cattle you had the sheep you had the the grain different types of grain you had seeds you had gold you had precious metals and stones all those things were kept together and they represented the wealth of the family now all those things i've just described are different asset classes some of those have simply been modernized and we've got um, different types of assets which have replaced the different classes which we knew in past generations so the concept of building generational wealth is quite easy you simply need to acquire assets or save um, so that when you die you haven't consumed everything that you worked for during your lifetime and also when you die you can also take out um, policies which pay out and can increase um, the wealth of your family sounds easy in concept but it can be difficult to put into practice so if you're struggling to save you can start to understand how overwhelming and how difficult it is to actually end up leaving that um, wealth legacy for the next generation Now we're going to use some of the common asset classes which we're familiar with right now um, but this is not by any means the only things you can use or the only strategies you can consider for 
creating your intergenerational wealth um, for your family. First thing is invest in something like the stock market. You can buy shares and shares are often great um, generational transfer tools because shares increase in value over time and especially if you give it a generation um, you can have very huge values transferred from one generation to the next if your market doesn't necessarily have um, a stock market you could replace stocks with just companies just investing in different companies so that over time the the, the value of your assets or investments can grow so that's one way in which you can always um, start understanding that you can have that asset class in your generational transfer. Another big generational wealth transfer asset is property. Investing in property or real estate is one major way of building wealth because again, just like um, shares, property increases in value over time and the longer you, you hold onto it, the more it increases in value. And you can consider this as an option for creating wealth for your children because property not only has capital appreciation in that it increases in value over time, but it also gives you income in that you can have rental income, which you can live off whilst the value of the property increases. Similarly, with shares, capital appreciation, the share value can go up whilst you live off the dividend income. That's important. Another important wealth transfer tool in generational wealth transfer is business. Um, it is important to realize that having a family business or starting a family trade is one important way in which you can have that generational wealth transfer. And the nice thing about a business is that it bonds the family and brings everyone together and you kind of have memories and information being passed down to the next generation. However, with a business, it can also be tricky because one generation can have no interest in the business you've built or they won't be willing to take over the operations. So in that case, you can also consider just simply selling the business in order to release the value or release the equity which is in that particular business. Um, another important tool which is often overlooked um, in terms of generational wealth transfer is the humble and modest um, life policy. Now, having a life insurance policy allows you to essentially replace income which might be lost if you were to die or something was to happen to you. And often if you compare the amount of money you pay in a premium for a life insurance policy versus direct savings in any asset class you'd probably find that your life insurance is a very very good tool of creating wealth it actually creates wealth because in many instances the amount you've paid in premium even had you invested it with the best asset manager in the world you wouldn't be in that space where you have actually um, grown the money so take advantage of a life insurance policy because it allows for your family to have security in the event of death or disability and without your income your children might be forced into a hard life and we all know those stories where the breadwinner died and the family situation deteriorated so by taking out a life insurance policy you've also just created a way in which you've ensured the transfer of wealth from one generation to the next
Now, as we continue to discuss um, intergenerational wealth transfer, it's also important to invest in your children's education. Um, education is a type of wealth transfer. Basically, knowledge allows um, you to ensure that careers can be found and, you know, you've got families which not, don't necessarily have businesses but maybe they have a family profession doctors lawyers um, professionals who pass on the knowledge and the expertise of one generation to the next so education is definitely an important um, wealth transfer tool as well as simply teaching your children um, to understand and know about personal finance um, it's estimated that 70% of families lose their wealth in the second generation and 90% lose it all by the third simply because the children have not been trained um, or been taught the, the process of generational wealth transfer or legacy of wealth so in a similar way if you teach your children nothing about money or wealth it is likely that they will chow it they will finish it it will just evaporate as they adopt lifestyles which might not necessarily um, allow the wealth which was created to to move to the next generation so one of the other generational wealth transfer tools is definitely ensuring that your your children are well trained uh, in terms of understanding wealth management and if they're not well trained they know how to work with the professionals who work with your family for example really wealthy families end up with family offices where you actually have an asset manager looking after just that one family's wealth because it's so great and that's what we should really be dreaming and striving for um, in the future now when you've passed on this generational wealth you need to have a plan now you need to have an estate plan which explains what you want done an estate plan can go hand in hand with a will which is a set of instructions in terms of how to manage the family assets or you can even create a trust a trust being again a family vehicle for the transfer of assets and wealth now in a trust for example you can have this thing they call a usufruct a usufruct is simply a right of use of assets which transfers from one generation to the next but they actually don't own it just means that you can use the assets you can stay in the homes you can drive the cars but no one actually owns them or has the ability to sell them so the wealth is actually protected in the family and also by using a trust you can then ha also have custodial accounts and beneficiaries where the monies which are left from one generation to the next are simply passed on um to to the next generation and the next generation is really well well trained and ready to 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 use those funds and for example having beneficiaries you also ensure that you can limit access um, of the wealth so you don't want a one generation spending more money than they need you can actually have a situation where a generation is limited in terms of their ability to to consume or use the wealth simply because um, it's all in the rules of the trust so that's it in a nutshell we've been talking about creating intergenerational wealth So in a nutshell, 
how to build intergenerational wealth. We spoke that it's important to invest in the stock market or invest in private equity, but invest in a market which allows shares to to grow over time in terms of value and creating income. Same thing, invest in property or real estate, great wealth transfer tool because over time value increases and you can have the income. Build businesses which you can pass down from one generation to the next. It works or have family professions. Take advantage of a life insurance policy. Life insurance policy will always pay far more than any investment you could have done with the premiums you've paid into it. Plus, it protects you in the event of death and disability for lost income um, when you are gone. Now, invest in your children's education. There's no point in having all this intergenerational wealth and leaving it to children who do not understand how to manage it or look after it. Same thing. Start teaching your children early about personal finance. Make them understand the wealth. Even if your children are born into great wealth, make them understand how it was created and how it came into being so that they can respect it and not necessarily just become consumers who can destroy the wealth remember we said 70 percent of wealth is often destroyed in the second generation and 90 percent by the third generation if the children or the descendants of the wealth creator are not prepared and trained and you can train them through an estate plan or a will or even setting up a trust which has custodial accounts or naming beneficiaries for the monies which you leave so remember we've just spoken the basics of wealth intergenerational um wealth creation remember the one thing which has run through this particular podcast is that it's built around a family unit and as much as we all want to create intergenerational wealth individually it is quite clear that when we do it as a group or a family or communally it definitely works and that is how great families have been able to create and preserve their wealth it's family wealth not individuals so for more information and keeping in touch it's at gerald cfp at gerald cfp on social media and we'll catch you soon on the next episode of money talks